How'd you do today? Did you, uh, did you get green today? Yeah, I would do today was a roller coaster. I was up like 300, then down 100, then up, and then down. And then I made 500, and then six, then almost seven, then back to 200. Oh, geez. And then I ended the day up 500. I was just like, walk yeah. away, walk away. Yeah, I couldn't get green at all today. I just, like on days like today, it's like, yeah, is it really worth like taking 2,500 shares on some of these stocks? Not really. I could try to make a couple of dollars and yeah, but most of the time for me, it's better just to, just to hang tight and uh, come back another day. Today I ended uh, pretty much break even. Okay. Uh, Did you see what happened to the VCIG? Oh my God. No, what happened? Dude, dude, yeah, you have what? to check it. Like when when we stopped trading it, that was basically that's when it started looking really Holy good. Holy shit. What? It had a perfect no. perfect front Literally side, I walked away. Oh my god. It's only worth it if you work for it. It's only worth it if you work for it. I won't stop till they hear me now. I won't stop till I wear the crown. I literally walked away as soon as that happened. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. FOMO oh. activated. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, no. I was I'm waiting just... all morning for something and then. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. It, that's, that was literally today. I was, I was also like just kind of waiting, 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 waiting. Uh, I mean, look how many trades I did on this ticker. I was like, okay, well, I missed the front side on this one. Literally, I see it when it's here. It was showed up to my scanner late. And then I was just trading the range. I was like, okay, well, let's just oh. say it doesn't sell off. I'm just going to keep buying it off the nine unit. Yeah. But, which actually worked, but it was tough. Like, that's why I kept on getting red uh, and giving uh -huh. back my profits. Because um, you just never yeah. know if it's going to sell off harder, and then you have to cut your losses, and then it pops back up, and then you're chasing, and then you get... Yeah, and then yeah, obviously this move. I I like I just got back from picking up my board, and I see it do this. I think Mason in the Discord calls it out, and I do like a little pop trade, just like tiny share size. I was doing like four thousand shares over here, and then this yeah. one, I don't know. I was like instantly red, and then I was green, and I was just like, my mind's not here anymore. I just felt like all I was thinking about was my P and L. Yeah. And then I just go do thirty five percent in two candles, three candles, and that's ridiculous. Oh my god! And man, it, it really trapped shorts then, right on that that range, uh, right underneath that high. I guess they were trying to push it, push it for a fade, but I guess it didn't fade. And of course, literally, as soon as I like pretty much wrap it up around ten thirty, it starts to run. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And today's my day off too. So like I really could have traded later, but like there was nothing this morning. There was nothing. There was no sign that there was going to be any sort of action. So I can't really yeah, exactly. get too down it on myself. It was like free market was, was crap. Uh, yeah. Market open was crap. I guess at that point you're like, maybe we're going to get something later, but how long, you know, how long do you want to stare at the market? Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, it's my day off. I don't want to be sitting in front of the computer all day, which I already do that five days a week. So <laughs> yeah at one point you gotta you know do something else but so, I, so did you so I, did you trade friday because they uh they yeah i traded trade friday. friday it was it was i didn't do any i didn't really do much trading though because there was no no action uh so i've been pretty flat for like the past four trading days since like monday and tuesday of last week yeah. that was my last like days where i really traded kind of with like decent share size since yeah. then i haven't really had like a nice move um during the time that i trade so yeah i feel you there I, I last week was a really frustrating week for me myself um obviously with the internet issues so i last week for me could have probably been like a two thousand dollar green day or a green week uh -huh. like pretty pretty straightforward because I lost like 800 bucks after when my internet fell out and then I just missed tons of good opportunities as well that day we had I forgot the ticker name but it was like a beautiful free market front side which I know I would have been trading mm -hmm. who knows how I would have done but even if I just had you know some 
okay trades on it, I would have been over 2,000 on the on the week. So it was, yeah, it was a little frustrating. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't had like a blow away month yet. And you know, next next week is already uh, July at the end of the week. So. Yeah, be halfway through the year. Yeah. You're fine. The only thing I'd hope for is if DCIG kind of brings uh, momentum a little bit into the small caps. It's just been really like, I mean, I could have just took the days off the past three days. It was like literally sideways. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that uh, we're not going to get a massive summer lull, but technically summer has started. So maybe we will. I'm looking at the chat here and like, Someone should have added me. Someone should have sent a DM or something for, so I would have got a, a message <laughs> for a VCIG. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Are you VCIG having some FOMO? Like, calling it out. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's it's yeah. hard not to get FOMO when it's been so slow and then like that one move you're yeah. kind of waiting for kind of just goes up like uh, without yeah. you. But um, Yeah, I'm just... Do you think for, you think it's worth to jump back in for VCIG? Log back in? Yeah, I was just about to say let's just talk about it. Uh are you are you looking at it right now on your computer? Uh, I'm on my phone. No, I'm not on the computer. I could get in a computer though. It's just very uh, extended. I'm looking at them on the on the app. Yeah, here I'll share like, my screen in case you want it. This thing can come well. all the way back down to seven or six in a nice big flash. I think it probably will because this is one of those classic flags that are like too good to be true on the five minute. Maybe it's going to do like a fake out and then rip back higher. I could see that. But, you know, look at last time this ticker had a huge move, right? It just, yeah, it was one and done. And let's see how, how much it faded in the five minute chart go back. No, let's go to the 15 minute, 90 day. Yeah, that, that should be enough. Oh my God, this is crazy. But. Yeah, so this one, wow, that was actually a power hour move that happened around 2.30, 800%. Wow. Yeah, I knew, I was looking at the daily on this on this stock, and, like, I knew it could move, and it was already up. It was up pretty decent pre-market. It was up, like, dollar-wise. It was up, like, or percent-wise. And there's just a few candles. It was up almost, uh, like, over 100% pre-market. Yeah. So I knew it could have legs, but I it, I was looking at it for a good three hours and it didn't, it just seemed to be stuck in a range. Seemed like a yeah, lot of but, resistance, but I guess it, uh, was, it opened up. That was exactly the case. I mean, from, let's see. So I had that, you know, 15 minutes worth of front side from like 730 uh, to like 740 barely. And yeah. yeah, then for three hours, it didn't do anything. And then it decided to rip up. It's kind of sad because it's like, look, I was trading their full range. And then yeah. my last trade is when it starts going. Yep. What are you, you going to do? So let's, let's see here. This is a professional services research and consulting. 36, 37 million shares outstanding. Uh, do you know the float? Well, the shares outstanding is 36 million. So it's got to be less than that. It's got to be less than that. So it's kind of like classic small cap in that regard. I mean, for the fact that it's up, you know, 300% on the day, right now it's up 210%. Um, you know, it's market cap is 300. So it's kind of close to 100 million. So yeah, classic small cap, maybe a little bit bigger. Than like our super smallest that will sometimes trade. I think it had an AI catalyst. It must have. Let's see. Yeah, here BIC searching after something else. It has been appointed by Covia GmbH. That's actually a German corporation, GmbH, uh, to distribute its AI-based socializer messenger. Okay. I honestly, it doesn't even matter. But you know, just the fact that it has AI in it. It's a small cap. AIs have been absolutely crazy. That's really all you need to know. And yeah, <laughs> everything else is just overthinking it. And you just got to look at the price action. Yeah. So, seven, six is a big zone. 16 is a key zone. 
go back to the four hour is maybe something around like 950 or so, something worth looking at. Let's go back to the five minute. So this was the 950, that's what we broke out of. Kind of that would be the 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 nice breakout one minute pullback would probably be the best setup. The first yeah. breakout of the of the high of the pre market high, and then that one minute pullback. Are you talking about the this one right move. here? No, no, the, no, no, no. The, the break open? of the pre market oh, okay. high. So oh, yeah, right, break, right uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then yeah, that holding for that flag and that next move higher it did it did look like it tried to break out though and it and actually failed where, it right where did. you traded it the yeah, last trade nice. the last trade sorry yeah so this let me just mark the pre-market high oh, it's like somewhere in, this is like the pre-market high line yeah you know uh, I, I wish i was a little bit more vigilant here because Technically, there's no reason for me to stop trading. It was just like, it was more of a mental thing. I was like, mentally, I was done. And I was just thinking about my p &L, And I was like, I was already doing like three other things. I was about to go downstairs. And it's just like, I hate when I start trading and I'm like already scatterbrained. And then I lose money. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, I get so annoyed. So I didn't want to put myself in that position. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I kind of chased this move here. Like I bought 79, a little bit of FOMO kicking in. And then I it kept selling off. Then I popped back up and I just kind of closed it. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a plan right now. That was a pure FOMO trade. And I was kind of annoyed with myself for that. But look at that. It, you know, yeah, breaks the pre market yeah. pretty decent volume, 1 million shares per minute. That's huge. Holds, like it closes over that zone multiple times, has a perfect 90 May pullback. And it just ripped 17, 18%. I mean, this, this yeah. was actually kind of perfect in that regard. This, I probably would have lost on. This This is a nightmare yeah. right here. Um, but you can still kind of see, like, that the top, like, there's a lot of fake outs to the, to the upside. Yeah, especially, like, these moves. I mean, I don't know how I would have created this, but... Yeah, there's still a lot to get to get stuck in, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you never really know. I mean, it does go up, but you know, there's been plenty of times where a stock goes up and I lose money. So I can't really <laughs> like be like, oh, I would have made X amount if I would have kept trading. Because you really never yeah. know. You never, never know. So right the now, FOMO all, was just all. yeah. Yeah, it's any sort of FOMO is unwarranted. Although it's it's hard not to not to get the markets are slight. let's see the spy is starting to kind of get a little bit top heavy mm -hmm. um we have uh the other gappers lucy just did horrible uh i i was up on this one then i gave back quite a bit i was up 300 on this one and now i'm down like 50 bucks or something yeah uh, was, yeah that one was yeah. There's nasty. Profits. Yeah, let's go the spy. And right now, a lot of the large caps are just super, super extended, and they're starting to finally do the sell-off. So the SPY is pulling back as well. Um, like the, a lot of the tickers that I follow are all super red right now. Uh, Nvidia, Tesla is kind of holding the team on the back, but everything else, you know, snow. Starting to really capitulate uh, LMMD. I actually did a little bit of a bottom bounce here and we started accumulating this one again. Uh, and, you know, there's just, uh, I think, Indie as well. This one had a huge sell off. I bought here on the dip a little bit. I'm going to try to take some profit and accumulate this one again. I think we could start making a mm -hmm. really good channel on this one. I know you're not super interested in large caps, but I guess the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think these, because last week everyone was looking at large caps, right? So yeah. I feel like small caps were just not being traded. And this week, since large caps are all kind of selling off, um, you know, we had this kind of slow grind up and now this week they're all selling off. So maybe yeah. we're going to get a lot of focus back to you. The, the small caps again and we're going to see more yeah. stuff like ECGI. That's, that's what I'm yeah. hoping for. That would be nice. That would be great. We'll really see if VCI, VCIG goes up another leg. I mean, 
we've seen it happen. Whenever we see a big move like this, a lot of the times it's just it consolidates and has a whole nother move up. Yeah. Or at least a retest of that high of 11.30 before it fades. But, yeah, whenever you have a big move like that, a lot of the times um, there's another leg after a nice couple-hour consolidation. <laughs> Are you trying to talk so, yourself into trading that? I, I, I'm not going to be trading it. But it'll be good for momentum, you know, for for tomorrow. Hopefully, I hope I hope we have some A plus tomorrow, like right at right at the market open. Just um, you know, we haven't really had that in a couple of days, so yeah, yeah. I would I would love if VCIG kind of slid uh, flowed in tomorrow uh, or into tomorrow's action. Actually, if I think if VCIG does do that, we might need this one to disappear, so we have a new ticker because I don't know how great this one's going to be if it holds its highs. Um, just last time, where'd it go? Just last time again, I'll, I'll go back. You know, this one totally died off within basically a day. I mean, two yeah. days and it was basically back. So yeah. that's what, what everyone always looks at. You know, how, how did this ticket perform last time? It popped yeah. and, uh, pop and dropped. So. Especially for the people who are looking to hold for a little bit longer, like the, like any short sellers that are looking to ride all the way back down, they could yeah. be loading in for that same move that happened before. But, you know, that one time it doesn't do that, that's the time it goes to $50 and it squeezes everyone out. And, and it's yeah. the next top, you know? Fair enough. Or the next I mean, G5. Yeah, <laughs> I know. In, so, a, in a weird way, like this one never ended up flagging out much, and the one we're seeing right now is actually actually holding its gains pretty well. But yeah, anyone's guess, honestly. I I don't like trying to predict what these figures are gonna do. I mean. They could just come out with an offering or something like that. I haven't really been swing trading data, top gainers either at all. Yeah, it seems like high risk right now. Yeah, for, for holding overnight. But again, like overnight, that's again one of the one of the areas where you get those overnight gaps on like large top gainers that open up another hundred percent higher. You know, like overnight you'll get like. Uh, one of these types of stocks that'll be up already $20 or $25. Yeah. By like four o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. That'd be so beautiful to hold that. <laughs> and then you wake yeah. up the next day. It's like... Yeah. Occasionally we get that. And that's the time that, that the market sentiment changes. Yeah. I think if we had one of those at work, then I would try to do it in the small size, but I, I wouldn't take stabs at the first one, I think. Yeah, but you also have to be wary that the only time that it will work is, is on that first one. Like, you know, in G5, <laughs> we got that, but it was only that one time. And then all the other stocks, now we did get we did get intraday rallies that were like 100 or 200% on a lot of subsequent stocks, but they weren't holding their gains for more than a day. No, they absolutely were not. Just quick pops and fades. Yeah, I don't know. I for now, this this ticker is kind of in the past for me. But if yeah. we see it tomorrow and it did hold its highs, I'll I'll try to trade it aggressively. At, you know, as, as much as I can, as long as the setups are popping up. Yeah. The CIG might have just started off the week uh, really well, so maybe we're gonna go up on the momentum at this. I'd be optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. One thing you just gotta remember is um just the. In times like this, it's okay to, when it's slow, it's okay to just be okay with the small gains and the small losses. So, I mean, I'm, however much I want to really push my boundaries and get to those next levels, it's, I got to be patient yeah. for the right market to do it. You have to be, I totally agree. You can't force a, you know, a two, five, $10,000 day, you know, those new levels. You can't if the market's not giving it to you. And that's, that's what I was thinking here. I was like, what am I doing? Like, you know, this, this sticker was just a mess all day long. It didn't hit me yeah. that it broke pre-market highs as, as clear as I should have, because I should have sized right here. Like, you know, tomorrow. Uh -huh. I, hindsight's twenty twenty, but 
<laughs> Technically, yeah, that was absolutely. a perfect pullback because the big volume breakout, and then it was starting to use lighter volume on that red candle. Yeah, it was in a way it was a perfect setup. What's what's your I'm idea? Sure How are you feeling with now with like um well clear, clearly, I mean you you're not at the you know the level of size that you wanna be. You said you only wanted to be up towards twenty thousand dollar position sizes. And I don't think you're there yet, right? You're still around like ten thousand. Yeah, on average, I could check trade journal, but I think my average right now is like five thousand uh per trade, which you know, there's a lot of scratches in there of like 500 uh-huh. shares or something like that. So sometimes I have trades that are like 15K. Today I had a few $20,000 trades, I think, because uh, I had 4,000 share size on DCIB, like on three trades or something like that. Uh-huh. And actually those were my biggest losers. Uh, so it didn't really help me today at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I really want to kind of force myself to size. Like if it's a good position and it's a decent like it doesn't even have to be great it just has to be like okay it has to be my setup i can't just because i was i was sizing up into this kind of chalk here and that's where i was making a lot of my mistakes so that's why i was saying here like this one is exactly what i'm looking for with volume like this is where i should have just yeah. put 2000 2000 shares uh or 4000 shares and just you know if I give back my my profits, so be it, because this is such a good setup. And I think if I was in a different headspace than the one I was in, I, I probably would have done that. Like if this happened pre-market or if this happened at like 9.45, I probably would have done that, right? Like I said, I yeah. just was not focused anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I totally see you with that, yeah. So, you're more attached to the money yeah after yeah after uh, yeah after a certain time you get more attached to the money or attached to the profit and loss Dude, and if you're sure, already like, green all I, day yeah all i was thinking about was uh okay i'm up like 550 i just came back from giving it back like four times in a row so like my money was just i mean my mind was only about my you know super unhealthy yeah absolutely look at this price action if you want to trade large caps, Tom, which, which one is? I don't know. I mean, I, I pretty much, um, I don't know. That's I seem like nice. they're a little bit riskier just because you got to, yeah, if you same. hold long, you, you just have like market, what is it called? Like time, market time risk. Just time in the market is just, just the risk of being in the market for a longer period of time. Yeah. That market exposure. Just, yeah. Market exposure. Yeah. Risk. It's just, I've gotten bit by that so many times, like which is riding losers all the way down. Yeah, because with large caps, you need to give them time to some extent, and then you're like, "Am I giving yeah. them time, or am I just riding a loser?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, the thing with me is, like, I think that I'm better with uh, short-term trades because I don't give my time that that space to really think too much, and I can really just focus entirely on my my learn my learned instincts or my intuition that I develop instead of thinking about it too long. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. There's a with my, my with my swing trading, I've actually noticed my best swing trades is like before I start trading, I just do like a 15 minute, I'll go through my uh invest 52 ideas and just check out current stocks, place limit orders, place sell orders, and then forget about it. Every time I start doing something after my trading day, like, oh, let me look what my swing trades are doing. And then I start managing it. That's where I make all my mistakes. Yeah. Because um, then you look at your p is different. <laughs> you could be have a green trading day, but you have a red swing trading day. And you're like, oh, crap, I'm red. I got to I gotta yeah. do something to make that money back. <laughs> <laughs> it really messes it up. You have to totally separate the accounts. I actually found I, I do typically the best when I put it into a totally different broker. Uh, but just the way my money split up and with the IRA and everything like that, it's a little difficult to do. But I I do have a some some positions on on Moomoo, which is kind of like uh-huh. but yeah, just have a little cash there. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's that's all I'm kind of thinking about here on DCIG and, and my thoughts going forward this week. That's my game plan. 
I think we're going to see more action, large caps pulling back. So, yeah, small, small caps could be in the spotlight. I mean, if we see an AI catalyst, we almost just have to get ready for some pop at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we did the right thing, though. We did the right thing. I mean, we walked away, and when it was not really – there was any sign of momentum. We walked away, and that was the good – that was the good – decision i think that today was just like that that five percent or ten percent time that that we were wrong but any other trading day would have been the right decision to walk away on a day like today and the other 95 percent of days it would have just faded and you would likely just not find anything else for the rest of the day yeah and that's when you make a lot of mistakes you just it's it's a market exposure again but instead of being in the position it's your mind, you're you're getting, you're overthinking yourself, and then you yeah. create positions that don't exist. Yeah, um, yeah. Another I, thing I found is if I'm at a PNL uh, amount for too long, I start to get attached to like where I was at, and then I'm like, now that's like my new kind of. I'm at that's like my new zero. So anything yeah. lower than that, I feel red. You get on anything feel a little bit more, I feel more green. Or I feel green, and then once I get to that point, it's like I should probably just either walk away or I have to somehow like readjust that mentally and just either take yeah. another big trade or something. Or if I see a good and see a good trade, I just take it like I was at zero because when the market's it's, hot like that, when the market's really hot, that's what you kind of have to do. Because if you get to that point where you, where you stop trading when you're big green, let's say for you, it's like a thousand or 1200 and that and it's still like early in the day and you're up a thousand, 1200. And then, um, opportunity is still there you got to kind of have to keep pushing at that level that you were there before if you want to get to that twenty five hundred dollar three thousand four thousand dollar day but yeah that's exactly that's the one thing you got to push, push through that that's what i told myself today because i i was up right away in the beginning like three hundred dollars and i was like well i could stop here but you know i kind of want like a one k day or something like that so I kept trading, then I was down a hundred dollars and I was like, oh, I should have stopped. But at the same, but then I got back and then I made a new high in profit. But yeah, yeah, there is that point you get to where you're like, yeah, all you're thinking about for the last two hours is like, okay, I made 550 or whatever the number is. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's where it starts getting really dangerous. Uh, usually within the first hour, if I just went up and down, couple hundred or whatever the number is, it doesn't bother me that much because I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is still that fresh. I'm still in the day. Yeah. But the second I, my brain is like, okay, you made this amount today. Mm-hmm. That's when I know, uh-oh. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And especially if it's a very hot day, like that could be one of the days that you make that, that's what you, whatever you said, like 20% of your profit of the year. That could be yeah. that day where you walk away with three thousand or four thousand in your pocket, yeah. and then you and you stop at a thousand because you're like, ah, that's a nice big green day. <laughs> it's nine fifty five. I got the rest <laughs> of the day ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, oh, hard hard day work. Nine fifty five. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it is. Uh, you'll never be right, right? You're leaving profits on the table, or yeah, or, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, guess, that's why I think that they, I did the right thing today. I did the right thing. I can't, I can't come have FOMO come in tomorrow and be like, oh, I got, now I got to make up for that move that I missed. A hundred percent. And I think even so, more on top of that, it's like if it's a Monday or a Friday, specifically a Monday, like you just taking a green day. And then I think that's so good because if you have a big red Monday, it's like the whole, you just, now you're playing catch up, you know? So that's, yeah. That's something I try to avoid. So I'd rather have a smaller green Monday and just start the week right than uh-huh. kicking out of a hole. The only thing that's left that I'm thinking about here, are you, do you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah, is uh is the just trading economics here. So we don't really have any big macro news coming out. Uh JP talks in Congress on Wednesday and I guess Thursday as well. But I don't think he's going to say anything that we don't already know because he talked last week. So other than that, I think the coast is clear for there to be some really nice small cap winners with no big macro 
we're large caps taking center stage. So yeah. what are you doing in uh, Portugal? I am here just for two weeks. Um, uh, Peniche, it's called. It's like a little surf town. So we're just surfing. I was, yeah, my girlfriend and I were in Berlin and we're like, honestly, like the, the main thing people do in Berlin is partying. And I haven't really been partying that much. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I, like, I miss doing sports like in nature. Like I grew up in Florida and like, you know, you just go to the beach and go surf or go kite surf or go wakeboarding. Yeah. But it's like in Berlin, what do you do? Like you just, you party, you can go to a lake, you can go to the park. Like there's just, yeah. there's not that much to do sport wise, I feel like. So we're like, let's just, let's get out of here. And so we just booked this trip. Um, nice. You're staying at Airbnb. It's actually a co-living space this time. Uh, it's pretty dope, actually. I'll, I'll post a picture about it because it's it's super sick. It's this old, really cool house. And they just uh-huh. turned all the main areas into common space, like the kitchen, the living room, the, the garden outside. And then everyone gets like a room. So we have a nice, nice little private area, but there's tons of public space. And everyone here is basically a surfer. So you have your surf yeah. community right away, which is pretty sweet. Um, last time we stayed here for six weeks, not at this place, but at the Airbnb. So it was just friends and I, like us two. And now mm-hmm. it's kind of nice because we have a bit of a community. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're doing yeah, there. That's cool. So you mean a bunch of people that you don't know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's good. Oh, hey. <laughs> these <laughs> Italians, they keep making really good food. It's, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they left like a bunch of cinnamon buns like homemade ones uh, in the living uh, kitchen. And Francie was like, do we, can we eat them? And she was, so you're, you're uh, going to stay out there in, uh, in Europe or you said you were thinking about buying a place in the States? Honestly, we talk about this almost every day. And the more we think about it, I feel like the further we get away from a good answer, we're still looking all over. And when I mean all over, I'm talking Germany, I'm talking Portugal, America, and and in every country, different states, uh-huh. different locations. We'll see. We'll you, see. you can uh, stay honestly, in those countries long term, like Portugal. You can stay like longer than six months or a year. Uh, I can because I have a German passport, and uh, as an EU citizen, you can live in any EU country. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's how it works. But over six months, you have to pay taxes in that country as well. So mm. I pay taxes in Germany on top of america which is a little bit Oof. annoying yeah but that's a they like let's say you pay ten thousand dollars in one country you can deduct the ten thousand in the other country so you'll never it's not like double taxes but the problem is you don't get any benefits from either country it's like germany for example there's no tax on crypto if you hold over a year but america doesn't have that right so you never there's no winning anywhere uh, yeah so that's that's the the shitty part but we'll see yeah how does like uh, how does like housing work in the EU? Is it like are you able like do they actually have like housing developments that they have in the, in the states, or is it just like all like just like complexes like joined together? It's like really uh, like, tight because there's a lot of people, right? It's it's not so bad. I mean, the houses are pretty cheap here. Like my rent in Berlin is about. 1200 a month 1200 euros and i have a it's freaking huge the place like it's a three three bedroom uh it's pretty large it's in one of the nicest areas in berlin like it's called uh-huh. Prenzlauberg, which is basically like soho in, in new york city and uh-huh. in new york city for a little one bedroom with a tiny window i was paying three thousand a month so yeah it's ridiculous this, this apartment in New York City would probably cost like around eight, nine thousand dollars. So it's Berlin is dirt cheap. Uh, there's really not that many housing problems. I mean, like huh. we're in Portugal and there's just for sale signs everywhere. There's a lot of people moving yeah. here because the, the surf. Um, it's easy. I don't know. It's pretty cheap here too. Like our rental car, it's actually gotten a little bit more expensive. So last time we were here, our rental car was seven dollars a day. Now it's like day it's still really so. nice <laughs> in the u.s is it'll probably be like 100 a day yeah, yeah. dude i'm telling you you, get, you just live like a pretty high quality of life or so cheap it's insane uh, yeah. in europe 
because uh, it's weird because when I was a kid, I always thought Europe was the expensive place, but it's not. It's like Europe is the cheap place and America is the expensive place. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is expensive here for sure. Uh, well, I guess pros and cons for both places. So I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not against either one. I think you can make either one work, and you have to kind of know what you want. And yeah, there's great, there's great places in both. I, I love both. Mm-hmm. So I guess next week we'll probably just cover a lot more topics. We'll have more traders. I think uh, almost everyone will be on next week, so that'll be really fun. Yeah, that would that would be nice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I actually decided today I'm uh, signing up for. Well, I'm I'm gonna sign up. Well, I haven't signed up yet, but I'm gonna sign up for uh, a marathon. No <laughs> way. Never, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for a marathon. I'm gonna start training today after this podcast. Hell yeah! Have you been reading <laughs> David Goggins? <laughs> yeah, I actually been reading his second book, and I'm like, shit, man, I I got to do something. <laughs> Dude, Even if it's yeah, like, like, tw- I mean, a marathon, a marathon's tough, but like, I could never think about like, at least right now, I don't think I could ever do like a hundred miles. Like, that's just, fuck. Yeah. And a hundred miles is is a lot. And he does, he does over a hundred hundred miles. I'm like, yeah, he does these ultra things that are just disgusting. He makes these like these marathons look like just walks in the park. <laughs> yeah, these ultra runners, like David Goggins, Bill they'll run a marathon or like something like that to the marathon, you know, they'll like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a bit weird, but Hey, I mean, yeah, my, that guy's my goal crazy. is just to finish. My goal is just to finish with not stopping. That's it. That's Which is a pretty hard man. goal, but <laughs> uh, you could yeah. do like a bunch of trading e- uh, ebooks or something the whole way. Just, listening yeah 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 Yeah, that's impressive good for you like i did a 10k recently and i was like dying (laughs) but really uh probably because i just wasn't really mentally thinking about it i just kind of did it i didn't do any training um it's also not that much i don't i don't know why it it felt so hard but 10k is like uh eight miles or so in mileage uh, 6.6.2 miles. Yeah. Okay. That's actually not too bad. It depends yeah, if you're training for it, though. Yeah. No, I just kind of ran. My uh, my friend was like, "Hey, you want to do this 10k with me?" I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Oh yeah. Yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're <laughs> gonna be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never do that. Like the cardio I do is like I'll do 15 minutes of jump rope before my workout, or uh-huh. I'll do like swimming. Obviously, surfing. That's like a full workout, but. I don't, I never run like ever. So it, it hit me pretty hard, even though it's just. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a Goggins philosophy is definitely good for you. I, I don't think I'll ever go off into the deep end. Like he goes so far where it's like, he's bored. He's not, he's almost di- going to die. Like he's seriously, like if he keeps going, he's, he's going to die. And I don't think yeah, I'll ever get to that point. He's hit that that wall a few times and he was hospitalized many times and i like his first book i didn't read his second one but his first book is just mind-blowing i I highly recommend anyone to read it it's really inspirational yeah yeah, he's crazy he's buck wild (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely it's good to have someone sort of that uh that mindset in you to an extent uh obviously he's a completely different breed but his his mindset um is definitely is very valuable in any in any single anything that you're trying to do or accomplish. Um, but yeah, trading you can completely um, relate that to trading, not in a way where it's like you're you're just hammering, you're just fighting the market because obviously, like you fight in the market, you're gonna just keep losing more and more money. But you know, when it's time to when the market's there and like when it's time to like face your fears or get out of your comfort zone, like you gotta go for it. You gotta like get out of the shallow end as he says and go into the deep end and instead of doing your regular thousand shares on your stocks why don't you do 2500 or 3000 shares and and push it when the market is there and like everything you know you you know when the market is there and you know when the opportunity is there in that in those instances you have to you have to push yourself you can't stay in your comfort zone and 
stick with the usual routine that you've been doing. You're also never get to where you want to be. And anyone who's trading, you don't want to stay at making a hundred dollars a day. They don't want to stay making $500 a day. They want to get up to a few thousand or 5,000 or 10,000. And to get there, you have to push, you have to push beyond what you're comfortable with. And that just takes like, at some point you just have to do it. You just have to have that leap of faith. And as he says, it's just like, you know, whatever happens on the other side of that, uh, you've already had so many wins in the past that you can use that as fuel to recover and give it another attempt. And he calls them attempts. They're not failures, they're attempts. And it's just, he says, you know, you can have infinite attempts uh, to achieve your goal and you just have to keep, keep going at it. But yeah, that's, that's the same, you know, philosophy with uh, David Goggins is applying the trading. Um, it's just, you gotta, you gotta be willing to face that fear in, in your head about having that big loss or that, that halt down a big size. Cause you're, you're so feel fearful of that, that you never actually go for that A plus setup and put your, put your ass on the line and, and going for it. But that's what's holding you back. Is that mental fear? Yep. Um, yep. And that's something that I've been working on, man. Like, I feel like I just can't break the barrier to like that next level. I, I haven't had my 1K green day yet. And like, that's going to be, once I have that 1K green day, that's going to be like, it's going to feel great. I know it's not going to be like ultimately satisfying because like, I know that's not the end, but once I have that day, it's just, it's going to be a sign that I've pushed myself beyond my comfort. And, um, and, and it, it eats me alive every day knowing that like, I haven't, push myself yet. And I'm still waiting for that opportunity. And I feel like kind of today I could have had that opportunity if I waited a little longer at VCIG, but that's why I'm a little bit of FOMO, but that's, that's really the root of my phone was because that was, that could have been the opportunity for me to, to push myself and I missed it. Yeah. And I have to wait for the next time. It's crawling back up again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't do it now. I can't do it. I can't do it now. It's midday, midday. It's breaking rules. I don't trade midday. And yeah, but but then again, but then again, you say that and it's like, is that you just talking yourself out of it? Is that your weak mind? Like, like just avoiding, avoiding getting out of your comfort zone, you know? And that's the voice that we battle. We don't know if it's, you're trying to protect yourself for the rules or if is that, is that just like your weak mindset trying to talk you out of it? That's why I love when, (laughs) when that we have Toby here so much because he trades, like I've never seen anyone trade, you know, he'll, he'll do those four or yeah. 500 trades in one day. He'll trade the whole day long and he'll go from up 3000 to down 3000 to back up. And it's just like, but he's yeah. got that, you know, athlete mindset, you know, uh, Olympic medalist. That's crazy. Yeah. So he just, yeah, he, he's a bit more like David Dawkins that approach where he just keeps grinding away, but I think to me, because I have so much else going on, uh, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I have so many other projects. I think it would throw me off so hard. And also in this, with trading, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't force something that's not there. It's like trying to surf a a lake, you know, if there's no waves, there's no waves. And sometimes you could do more harm than good. So I I agree, like going to VCIG right now just doesn't make any sense. Um, But if it's a good ticker and you're not sizing up, you're, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. So that's how yeah. I, I view it. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, like you said, it's one of the ad, like if the market's not there and you're trying to hammer away and you're already read 3000, there could be that chance that it just, you go down another 3000 and you don't come back and every keep, and you keep going red and red and red. Kind of yeah. just stair stepping down. And yeah, that's, that's just, that's uh, not the not the type of day that you're gonna want if you're if you're taking that mindset. Yeah, for my psyche, it's, it wouldn't be worth it. It's, it would throw me off with all my other projects. So I'd I'd rather do more of like a get green, get going uh, yeah. mentality. And, yeah. You know, if it's if it's you know Q Q four Q one super hot ticker, and I'm already trading the front side and it's still going. Sure, like I want to keep pushing it and pushing it, and I want that five. $10,000 a day or whatever, you know, um, but you know, that's summer and it's 
it's a wall. Yeah. I, I'm not going to yeah. wear myself thin. Because this is a longevity game, I feel like. I, I won't yeah. Want it. Yeah. So. Yeah, the longer you stay in the game, the, the better chance that you have of, of um, getting to the goals that you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited for you to break that 1K limit. I remember when I broke 2K, it was like I had my first 2K day, and then literally like in the next two weeks, I had three or so 2K days. You know, nice. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that mental barrier. You're like, wait, all I yeah. have to do is click buy it a few more times and like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then that's like your new normal. And then like, that's, that's like going to be like a very, that's going to be like a nice base hit, like a thousand dollars. That's going to be like a nice base hit day. And that's where, you know, yeah. you need to kind of shift that uh, when you're growing your share size, you just mentally have that shift of, and then, and then you're going to have like a $500 red day and like, whatever, small red day, whatever come back tomorrow yeah. that's but right now yeah. if i had a 500 red day i'd be like holy crap i just ruined my entire month <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that would be horrible yeah i had a 800 red monday last week and uh you know it's annoying but it's just like eh, i could make that back tomorrow but yeah it's it, it, in a certain slow market you those those big red days aren't worth it because it's so hard to have big green days. Yeah, that's, that's the calendar. That's the calendar yeah, sure. yeah. Well, the more to turn around, and the more we have get experience, the more comfortable we get, the more confident we get, the bigger share size we should be taking, and we'll be comfortable taking. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you just gotta I gotta think- be patient, wait for it, and. Uh, It'll it always comes around. There's always another stock that comes that's gonna rip four or five hundred percent or a thousand percent. And then that's a new, nice new cycle of hot momentum. And then you can get aggressive. That's your opportunity to get aggressive and push those barriers. And um, I just we just gotta make sure that we're constantly pushing, especially after you get that profitable strategy. You have to be sizing up. You cannot get into a rut, you cannot stop pushing because. You don't want to stop. Why do you want to stop at a fifty dollars a day or a hundred dollars a day? Like yeah. that's not that's not going to change your life. That's not going to do really anything for you after like a certain. Like yeah, it'll help pay bills, but like you're not really going to get okay. to a point where where you can really you can really like like change your lifestyle. Yeah. So, because uh, otherwise you're really doing yourself a disservice. I mean, five hundred dollars a day. I mean, even that isn't. Great. If you, if that was your average for like the whole year, it's it's not even that great because that's like a ten thousand dollar month. And don't get me wrong, ten thousand dollars a month is, is phenomenal. But like you can also do that at a pretty standard job. Like if you yeah. climb the career ladder. Like I have tons of friends I met in college that are you know close to being VPs at an investment firm or something like that. You know they're all making four yeah. million. They're going to be making a million dollars in the next two years, a year. So it's like, you know, you, you have to be, if, if you're just making like $500 a day and, you know, you're year four or five as a trader, you're not pushing it hard enough and you're, yeah. it's a huge opportunity cost. So you have to be growing at one yeah. point quicker than that. Yeah. And I think, oh, one last thing about growing is you have to remember, and this is a mistake I've made many times. It's like, all trades are not made equal. So don't just like, I'm going to do, okay, I'm just going to do $10,000 every trade now. It's like, you know, there's still, it's still okay to do that, you know, $1,000 trade, but then if it's a good setup, then you do a $30,000 trade. So yeah, um, that's really important. Yeah. Like for our strategy, you, you know, you dip your toes and then once it's like, oh my God, this is it. You just usually feel it's a good trade yeah. after a while. That's when yeah. you just have to remind myself, let me increase that share size right now. Yeah, because if I lose it, it was still worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and then you can roll, and then you can roll half of that profit into the next trade and double it. <laughs> yes, yeah. and then yeah. there you go. <laughs> You're good. You got me all excited now. I'm ready to. I yeah, I think this week could be promising. I don't know. No, no expectations, but um, this, yeah. Uh, the opportunities there based on what I was explaining earlier. Yeah. Hang tight. Got to wait for that right time. You can't, you can't put the cart before the horse market's going to be there. 100%. Yeah. 
yeah, so that's all I wanted to share today. I mean, it's, I guess it's just me and you. So um, next week, next week, hopefully we have some more things to talk about as far as with trades and, and shifts in market sentiment. And we can uh, discuss the progress we've made over the past week. But since the past week, nothing as much has changed. But other than a little bit of how kind of, I guess, my mindset in the market. But experience, experience is key. Patience is key. So longevity. Okay. Yeah. Let it come to you and get aggressive when it's patience, aggression, size. That's what I would Patience, say. aggression, you know, size. Yeah. Be, be patient for the right opportunity, but once it comes, get aggressive. Don't be like, oh, I want that one extra cent lower, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And when yeah. you see that good move, you got to get aggressive and then you got to size. <laughs> that's, that's Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, man. I'll let you get to your marathon uh, practice. How many miles do you <laughs> I'll do probably, today? I'll probably only make it maybe one or two miles today. This okay. is the first time I'm going to be running. So, <laughs> dude, the first time running is 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 heavy. I feel like rusty. And hopefully, yeah, exactly. You got to shake off all the rust, but hopefully, uh, it won't be too nasty. Um, yeah. What I always do audiobooks or like a podcast. It really is nice. But what David Goggins says is like when you do the ultra marathons, you can't do that because you have to you have to go deep into your own mind, or else you're not going to make it. But I guess yeah. that's different than doing like it's different than doing like five miles, you know, where you're you're not yeah. on potentially dying, you know. You could yeah. you could just listen and let the time pass. That's my thought. You'd probably tell me I'm totally wrong. You never did like what you listen to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna go hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all out. I'm gonna leave it all on the course for sure. So nice. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. We go. I don't think so I'm going to do any surfing today, but maybe farther yeah. be a little bigger. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, it was nice, uh, nice tuning in here for a quick, quick podcast. Yeah. Quick little update. Now I'm pumped again to trade. Hopefully I don't dive into any. Yeah. Right. Trades. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> not. All right. I'll catch you later. All right. All right. Um, All right. See ya.